Hello, one and all, and welcome to this. What day is it? What day is it? What day is it? What day is it? Wednesday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. I am very excited to be doing this show today because, actually, there's real, there's real no reason to be excited for this show. It's Wednesday. Wednesdays aren't the most exciting shows for the Logan Blackman Show. It's just a, you know, a normal, calm day. There's no real analysis to do on Wednesdays. There's no real predictions to make on Wednesdays. It's all just random crap that we could come together and make a show today. And that's exactly what I want to start off with today, is crap. And I didn't get to talk about this on Monday, because it hurt my soul so much this weekend, but then it got blasted in my face, officially blasted in my face, like yesterday, or Monday, I can't remember exactly which day, because reminder, these shows are recorded the day before the show is actually released, so this is being recorded on Tuesday, scheduled to be released on Wednesday, so I recorded a show on Sunday night to post a show on Monday, you get it? So... News came out Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember exactly, but I, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. We talked about this numerous times on the show last year, right before the baseball season started. It's trying to get some speculation and what's going on here with a bunch of trade rumors the Chicago Cubs were involved in last year, and even the year prior to that. There's been trade rumors galore involving the Chicago Cubs. And it looked like, for a little tiny bit, this person that I'm going to mention looked like they were going to be a Chicago Cub at one point or another. Little did I know, I should never have gotten my hopes up because just when I thought it was perfect and that he was going to be a Cub eventually and we were going to have the perfect team with him at third, Baez at short, have the best defensive left-sided infield in the MLB... He went to St. Louis. And notice I have not said his name yet. He, who shall remain nameless until I say his name in a little bit, hurt my feelings by going to my least favorite team in baseball. And that is the St. Louis freaking Cardinals. Now, I dislike a few teams in baseball. Cardinals being one, the White Sox, hate the Reds, dislike the Brewers. Could really care less for the Pirates. I mean, they haven't really done anything to me in my lifetime. Like, they they produced the worst version of Garrett Cole. That was, like, perfect for me at the time until he was about ready to get shipped off to Houston. And they're trading away everything. They're a selling team now. The Cubs are kind of, not really all the way yet, but they're starting to transition into a selling team because I like to say this. The thing that brought them up is what's hurting them in the present day. Their farm system, the lack of farm system the Chicago Cubs have right now is sad. Now they got some decent young prospects, Ed Howard being one of them, a Chicago shortstop. I don't know if he'll switch over to second base by the time he comes to the majors. If Nico Horner, he's versatile, does he go out to the outfield at some point? Time will tell on that as well. Uh, Miguel Amaya, the catcher, He's going to be in and around the Major League squad this year. They got Austin Romy this offseason. Romy, I've never been able to know exactly how his name's pronounced, but he's going to be in and around that Major League setup this year. 
Right now, as we stand here right now, he is on the active roster. At least the last time I checked. I'm not looking at it right now. But the last time I checked, Miguel Amaya was on the active roster as the third string catcher behind Romy and obviously Wilson Contreras, who has been subject to trade rumors along with Chris Bryant. Chicago Cubs, one of the greatest Chicago Cubs of all time, has been subject to trade rumors ever since he got hurt. It's crazy to think about. He won the MVP in 2016. The NL MVP won a World Series. He gets hurt. Boom. Trade rumors. It's because he's not the best player on the team anymore. You don't hear Javier Baez's name get thrown around in trade rumors. Every other player's name is mentioned in trade rumors, other than Baez and and, uh, Anthony Rizzo. Because Rizzo, though he's not the best player on the team, is the captain and has been there in the bad times and obviously the good times as well. Can't trade Rizzo. I don't think Cubs fans would do. I don't. You don't want to know what would happen to Jed Hoyer if he were to trade Anthony Rizzo to someone else. Especially since the Cardinals have Paul Goldschmidt and the Cardinals are going to win the freaking division. I mean, let's just give them the division now. Cubs won it last year. Don't know how. They sucked. They got swept by the freaking Marlins in the playoffs, which is funny to think about because the Marlins, before they lost in their next series, we're undefeated in their playoff history. <laughs> they won two World Series. Like, it was so depressing at times last year. It's like, how is this team... It was like watching... Like, if you listen to me during the MLS's bat tournament and then into the MLS playoffs and the regular season stuff like that for the MLS, you would have heard me say, Sporting Kansas City, though they're the number one seed in the in the Eastern Con- Western Conference, I don't... They have not... There's been times where I don't think... They're, I think they're barely a playoff team, let alone the number one overall seed in the Western Conference. I was shocked. It was crazy. It was crazy because Seattle, with their front three of Rui Diaz, Nicholas Lodero, and Jordan Morris, you would expect them to be the number one seed. Nope, it was sporting. Even though their inconsistencies throughout the entirety of the season, they still managed to get the number one overall seed and almost lose to the San Jose Earthquakes in the first round of the playoffs. Took a freaking penalty shootout for them not to do that. And then, oh, man, what a disappointment that was. And same with the Cubs. There were times last year, it's like, how did this team win the division? What did? How did this happen? They're not playing very good. We They don't have the best team. How are they doing this? The pitching, other than Darvish, wasn't great. Like, Baez sucked this year, to put it lightly. There was not Ian Happ and Darvish. Were those the only two bright spots to this past season? And then my favorite Cubs player of all time. Not of all time. It's more of a joking player, but I love this person. Kyle Schwarber gets axed out. We had the whole segment about crying about Kyle Schwarber getting removed from the Cubs. And then he's off to Washington, the D.C. area. And then John Lester follows him. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, free agent signing in Chicago Cubs history goes off to Washington, D.C. to partner Kyle Schwarber. You Darvish gets shipped off to San Diego for essentially nothing, along with Victor Caratini. So the Cubs, though, I will say this, when the Nationals, or when the Phillies signed Bryce Harper, when the Cubs were heavily linked with that Bryce Harper thing, you remember that? The Cubs that offseason brought in Daniel Descalso. The Cardinals brought in Paul Goldschmidt. 
Cubs brought in Daniel Descalso. So it was a couple moves, teams around the Cubs that were making huge money moves, and the Cubs weren't doing anything. Except bringing in Daniel Descalso, as I said before. <laughs> but at least the Cubs, I am cool with Jock Peterson. I like Jock Peterson. He'll provide some pop in the lineup. He's more an athletic outfielder than Kyle Schwarber was. He doesn't have as much power in his bat, yet he still has power, and he can lead off from time to time. Though inconsistent, he can lead off. I think Hap's got that position on lock for this at least the early portion of the season until hopefully not. Hopefully he doesn't revert back to a few seasons ago where he was swinging at everything. Hopefully he stays consistent in what he was this year where he was the Cubs' best player and other than Darvish. But hopefully he stays like that. But if anything were to happen, Peterson, again, has led off before and has power is athletic, can play every position in the outfield, but will slot in the left field. Can play, can play center, can play right. He's a good player. I think he can, he can uh, was it, deputize at first, sometimes, not often, but he has done that before, at least to my memory he has. But I like that. I, I am cool with Jock Peterson coming in. I like Austin Romy as well. Uh, experienced catcher, played for the Yankees for a while. Add some experience. Miguel Amaya, I think, will eventually take that from him. But, I don't know. Seeing the Cardinals sign freaking Nolan Arenado. I know, this is the first time I've said his name. Traded for him. For essentially nothing. Pretty much nothing. For one of the best players in freaking baseball. On February 1st, 2021, the St. Louis Cardinals acquired... Arenado from the Rockies with $50 million in exchange for Austin Gomber, Mateo Gil, Tony Lucy, Elpheus Montero, and Jake Somers. They didn't have to give, at least from what my friend told me, now I'm not familiar with the Cardinals farm system or anything, but they didn't give up a top five prospect. They didn't have to give up a starter for him. They didn't have to give up essentially anything. To get Nolan Arenado. Why couldn't the Cubs make that move? I know there's obviously the whole money situation. There's a lot of money put in Jason Hayward. who's got a, I think it was like $22 million this year. They got Darvish off the books. There's no salary cap in baseball. So, I mean, they could have just done it. Like, go out and get Arenado. In a perfect world, when the Cubs drafted Chris Bryant, this is what I always heard. Their goal is to move him to left field. But then obviously, they drafted Schwarber to play catcher. But they needed his pop, he needed his power, so they moved him to left field in DH. Then Contreras came up as a catcher. Even though he used to play third base. So it's, a lot of things led to Chris Bryant not eventually playing in the left field. Though he does go in the left field and the rest of the outfield at points. But getting Arenado would have been perfect. Again, you'd have the best, and this isn't even like, a bias take. I think this is just a common knowledge take. That if the Chicago Cubs got Nolan Arenado, they would have the best defensive left side of the infield ever. Maybe not ever, but in the majors right now. With Javier Baez and Nolan Arenado at third. And then Bryant, though not since he hasn't played there a lot, it's going to take some time to adjust to being a full-time left fielder, but he can't. he would adjust fine enough. He's a former MVP for Christ's sakes. Six foot five, he's athletic, he could adjust to left field. And with Arenado there, that was like, it was a dream to have that happen. 
My dream scenario was the Cubs that were they were going to get Nolan Arenado and Whit Merrifield at some point. That was the dream. That dream's not happening anymore. And the Cardinals, with what one of the top five infield corners in baseball, with Paul Goldschmidt at first and Nolan Arenado at third. Now, now in my new dream that I have. You know, because obviously they're not getting Whit Merrifield. They're not getting Nolan Arenado anytime soon, obviously, because he's in the, with the freaking Cardinals. But, hey, I guess Dexter, uh, Jason Hayward came to the Cubs a year after going playing with St. Louis, so anything's possible. But, oh, man, I'm hoping in this situation, I would never, I usually, I should say usually, because I'm going to change that rule for right now, I don't like wishing bad things on players. So I don't want anybody's career... I don't want injuries to happen. Injuries are a no-to-go. I will never ask for an injury to happen. A serious long-term injury. Never wish that on anybody. But if Nolan Arenado turned out to be the 2021 version of Ian Stewart, I'd be very, very happy with that. Ian Stewart, for those of you who don't know, was the Rockies' first baseman for, what, a few years? In the early 2010s? And went to the Chicago Cubs on a pretty decent-sized contract and sucked. He was awful in Chicago. Me and my friend Spencer, who I've talked about a few times on the show, we have a running joke that the best corners in Chicago Cubs say, like, people love Rizzo and Bryant, like Brizzo. I love LeStewart, Brian LaHare at first, Ian Stewart at third. That was life as a Cubs fan in the early 2010s. Here is his career with the Chicago Cubs. Now, he was traded to the Chicago Cubs in exchange for, along with Casey Weathers, for Tyler Colvin and DJ freaking LeMayhew. Do you forget DJ LeMayhew was on the Cubs? I watched his freaking debut for the Cubs. This skinny beanpole dude getting traded for Ian Stewart. That's what makes it worse, is that you traded away one of the best contact hitters in baseball for Ian Stewart. We're going to say the Tyler Colvin thing was for Casey Weathers. Tyler Colvin played a few times in the majors for the Cubs, mostly an Iowa Cubs dude. Played a couple, I don't really know what he did in Colorado. He was but below average at best, I don't know. But Daniel LeMahieu is one of the best contact hitters in the 2010s. And it's a 99 overall rating, at least in MLB The Show 20. Which I hate, cop, just another thing I'm mad about, that Xbox now gets MLB The Show. Because that was something we could brag about to the Xbox losers. We had MLB The Show, because 2K sucked at baseball. The show is awesome. And then now Xbox just went in and said, hey, can we get that thing too? And they were like, yeah, sure. Screw up tradition, I guess. But man, that was stupid. It didn't really seem like that much at the time because Ian Stewart was actually a pretty decent third baseman at the time. So it didn't really feel like, oh man, the Cubs are giving up one of the best possible hitters in baseball. Now imagine if they kept DJ LeMahieu. Now at the time, I'll say this. It's a similar situation to what the Buffalo Bills did by trading the 10th pick away to the Chiefs who ended up drafting Patrick Mahomes. Bills weren't exactly looking for a quarterback at that time, okay? The Cubs, at that time, had Darwin Barney at second base, who 
again, for those of you who don't know the ancient Cub lore of the 2010s, Darwin Barney is one of the best defensive second basemen I've watched in my entire life. The problem is, dude, could, it looked like I was hitting a baseball in the majors. Dude could barely contact a baseball. I think he won two gold gloves. I have an autographed Darwin Barney baseball up in my house up in Cedar Falls. I love Darwin Barney. But he couldn't hit. Couldn't really hit. Him and Starling Castro was like, that was awesome. I love, I, have, I looked at my bulletin board today. I have a Starling Castro SI cover, Sports Illustrated cover for all you freaking casuals out there, of the education of a shortstop. Starling Castro, one of my favorite players growing up. The Jay Cutler of baseball, Starling Castro. One of the most talented people, talented baseball players you'll see, could care less at times. That was Darwin's problem in Chicago. Now I think he's on the Nationals now, I think, playing second base. But it did hurt when the Cubs won the World Series the year after Castro left because Castro was the best player on those Cubs, those very bad Cubs teams with Darwin Barney and Brian LaHare and freaking Ian Stewart. Here's something that Wikipedia continues to say about, because I forgot DJ LeMahieu was involved in that deal. So it said, he started playing third base with occasional starts from Jeff Baker. Another former Rocky. Yeah, Jeff Baker was awesome. On July 16, 2012, Stewart underwent wrist surgery and was put on the 60-day disabled list. In 55 games, he, fit, he hit 201 with five home runs and 17 RBIs. On December 6, 2012, Stewart re-signed a one-year $2 million deal with the Cubs. He played 40 games for the Iowa Cubs, hitting 168. In June 2013, Stewart was suspended 10 games for making critical comments about the team on Twitter which led to his release on June 25th. He didn't even spend a full year with the Chicago Cubs. Was tra- <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, I guess technically he was because he got there on December 8, uh, December 8, 2011. Played 55 games in the majors for the Cubs. Hit 201 with five home runs. That was one of the worst memories ever. And then Louis Valbuena... Rest in peace, Louis Valbuena. I loved Louis Valbuena on the Cubs. He took Ian Stewart's starting spot eventually. But, man, that's the hope that Nolan Arenado, and now I would like to preface this, for those of you who didn't watch Ian Stewart, I would just recommend not watching Ian Stewart highlights. I don't know if those exist. But Nolan Arenado is a thousand times more talented than Ian Stewart. I don't think that goes – I think that goes pretty much without saying, really. But – yeah, I hope that he was all Miller Park. Because those of you who don't know, they have high altitude. The ball tends to fly out of the park a little bit more, which is saw Ian Stewart. <laughs> Why, he got 61 home runs in his career? I guess, what, 56 because he hit five with the Cubs? That's why he hit a lot of home runs? Jeez. I hit 54 home runs. I'm sorry, I guess he hit two with the freaking Dodgers. I don't know what he did. Oh, my God. Or the Angels. I don't know what he did. Once he got into the Cubs and sucked, it was awful. Miserable. Ah, well, I hope that he does that. I hope Arenado just shites the bed in St. Louis. I know he won't, but I just wish he would. And they're not signing Colton Wong back, so just to stick it to the Cardinals, the Cubs sign Colton Wong. Power hitter. Can lead off at times. Good fielder. <sighs> they have Ian. They have 
Nico he- uh, Nico Horner, almost said Heischer from the New Jersey Devils. Horner, David Bodie. But yeah, it's just a race for second place. The Cardinals, if they, if they weren't already, the Co- the Cardinals are winning this freaking division. I probably should have won it last year, to be 100% honest. But they didn't. And, man, Cubs might not even finish second in this division because the Reds might be better. I know Tyler Bauer is not going to be back, but, man, it sucks. I hate the Cardinals. Why do they have to be good again? They got freaking Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. I'm not happy. I saw that. I got that sent to me by my loser friend Noah. Though, I will say this, I think Noah is 100% the reason the Chicago Cubs won the World Series in 2016, because after the Cubs lost in Game 4, Noah and I drove around Urbandale, Iowa. We drove, we got, we left my house, turned on the Meredith Drive, turned right on the Meredith Drive, then went down 100th Street, past Horizon Elementary, went back, went, got on 86th eventually, and then went to Bebop's, and he said, Logan, I'll buy you a shake. And that shake proved to be the deciding factor between the Chicago Cubs and the World Series. I am not that type of friend. <laughs> if my friend was sitting down, and I had, he was a rival fan. Like, Noah's a big-time Cardinals fan. If he was sitting there, I don't know if I would do that, and i come by it naturally. My dad's the exact same way. I hate it. <laughs> There was Minnesota United versus Sporting Kansas City. When, uh, what game was it? When Sporting Kansas City lost to Minnesota United, there was, uh, <laughs> I, he didn't say anything to me. Because he's a Minnesota United fan. He didn't say anything to me throughout the entirety of the game. But after Sporting Kansas City lost, didn't say anything to me. When Minnesota blew their lead against <laughs> Seattle... In the Western Conference Finals, I was laughing my ass off. I watched the Bills. I think that was the same night as the Bills 49ers game. Because my dad and I just got done watching a Bills game. I can't remember. I think it was the Niners game. The Bills won that one. Flipped it over to that game. Seattle comes back and wins. And I was sending Snapchats to Noah. And he made sure to bring that up the next time I saw him. like, And my dad was there too. He's like, man, I don't think I said anything to you when your when I'm team was beating your team. But when my team's losing, I said, yeah. And my dad, my dad chimes in and goes, oh, you're such a great friend, Logan. And I said, you do the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I come by it naturally. Okay? I come by it naturally. If I make fun of your team, feel free to make fun of mine. But if you don't, that don't mean I'm not going to make fun of yours. <laughs> it was just funny. It's funny, and I see things on social media like friends don't cheer for their other friends' teams to lose. Like, bullshit. Every friend, if you're a true friend, cheers for your other friends' teams to lose. No one wants your friends' teams to win. Like, one of my best friends, Brady, is a Chiefs fan. You you, you bet your ass I'm cheering for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win that Super Bowl. I cannot have two Chiefs Super Bowls back-to-back years. I lived a very happy life. Though the Bills sucked... I didn't have to deal with a single Chiefs Super Bowl. I have a few friends that are Packers fans, but when they won in 2010, they weren't really that noisy because we were all, what, 
That was 10, 11 years ago. So I was 12 years old, so no one's really making that huge of a deal about it. I mean, they were, but I could deal with it. Never saw I had to deal with the Vikings fan Super Bowl. Never had to deal with the Bears Super Bowl. Came close. No six, but they, you know, you have Rex Grossman versus Peyton Manning. That's usually the outcome you're going to get is a Colts Super Bowl victory. But the Chiefs, if you live in Iowa, you understand this. And since we can't, we're not going to do a full preview of the game today, I'll just tell you this. For those of you who don't live in Iowa, if you do, and you're a Chiefs fan, I don't know. Chiefs fans suck. <laughs> I went to William Penn. A lot of people from William Penn, or that went to William Penn, were from Missouri. A few of my closest friends from William Penn were Chiefs fans. I had to deal with Chiefs fans. My Snapchat and Instagram, everything, every time the loser Chiefs win anything, my Snapchat and Instagram are blown up with stories from all these Chiefs fans. I hate the Chiefs. The first Bills game I ever went to with my dad was a Bills-Chiefs game. I hate the Chiefs. They're my version. I know a lot of people say Packers fans are annoying. Now, one of my closest friends, Andrew, is a Packers fan. I don't think he's too annoying about the Packers. I'll make fun of him about the Packers, but he's not terribly annoying about the Packers. I got family members that are Packers fans. They haven't been too annoying. But Chiefs fans, annoying. Hate the Chiefs. I have a few friends that can, I think most of my friends can agree with that. Hate the Chiefs. I will never, ever cheer for the Chiefs. Goodness gracious. My le- one of my least favorite teams in the NFL. In sports. And they have no actual, I mean, real rivalry with the Bills. I guess they got like 90s kind of rivalries with the Bills. With the playoffs with Montana versus Kelly. Chiefs had some good teams in the 90s. Didn't win anything, but they had some good teams. Derek Thomas, Marcus Allen was there, Marty Schottenheimer, the coach. Had some good teams in Kansas City, Joe Montana. But no real rivalries. I just hate the Chiefs. When you live in Iowa, if you don't live in Iowa, you don't understand. I hate the Chiefs. And for my friends from William Penn that are from Missouri and aren't Chiefs fans, I salute you. Thank you very much for not being a Chiefs fan like the rest of the losers out there. <sighs> yeah. Since we're on that topic of teams I just despise, why don't we just go through every sport and just say my least favorite team since it's a Wednesday. And Wednesdays, usually you go to church on Wednesday and get saved, go hang out with your friends, get saved in the process. But guess what? It's not Wednesday today. It is Tuesday for me right now, and I'm just going to talk about all the teams I hate, and then once Wednesday comes, I'll repent and say sorry, because you can't have hate in your heart, okay, so this is what we're going to do, we talk about baseball, obviously the Cardinals being number one, I'm just going to list five, five least favorite teams in all sports, all major sports anyways, so baseball, we have the Cardinals sitting firmly atop that list, the White Sox in second, the Cincinnati Reds in third, then we got the Milwaukee Brewers in fourth. And fifth, do I do it from the memes? Because I like this team because of the fact that they were the only team that kept the Chicago Cubs out of last place in the NL Central for most of my childhood. And that's the Houston Astros. I mean, for the memes and go like, oh, they cheat the cheat thing, I'll say them. 
But, like, I could really honestly care less for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't really have any real disdain for the L.A. Dodgers. I know a lot of people hate the Dodgers because they win all the time. Even though they don't win World Series, they go to World Series. That's annoying for a lot of people. I don't, I don't really care about that. Don't hate the Yankees. I know that's like a cool thing to do is to hate the Yankees. Never really had a problem with them. They never affected me in my lifetime. The Cubs and them have been complete opposite ends of the spectrum for most of my life. Uh, when the Cubs were good, the Yankees were bad. When the Cubs were bad, the Yankees were good. Until recently, the Yankees are really good, and the Cubs are just, you know, hovering above average. Couldn't care less about the Red Sox. I liked their worlds. I love Johnny Damon. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Tigers, they suck. Don't really care. Royals, don't care. Like, there's no other teams I really hate. So I, I'll put the Astros just for the, the memes thing. For the NBA, I'm a Bulls fan. For those of you who do not know, my least favorite team in, baske- in basketball... This might surprise some people. Might. I don't know if it will or not. It's the Indiana Pacers. I hate the Indiana Pacers. I will never like the Indiana Pacers. When I was younger, and Derrick Rose was killing it with the Bulls, the Pacers were the only other team in the Central Division that was any sort of competition. The Bucks, you know, hovered around that competitive mark with Brandon Jennings and a good Andrew Bogut. But the Pacers... Roy Hibbert, Danny Granger, could care less about Paul George. He's kind of fun to watch at times, but he was on those teams. Hated the Pacers. They're my least. I would say they're my least favorite team in all basketball. In second, probably say the Cavaliers. Never cared for them really. I don't. I would like to say this. I don't hate LeBron James. I know a lot of people are like, "Well, you hate the Cavs. You must hate LeBron James." No. They were just one of the good teams when I was younger for the Bulls. See, they can be good teams, but I won't hate them. You have to do something personal to me for me to hate you. Like, the Cavaliers hate the Cavaliers. Hate the Cavaliers. I hate the Miami Heat. I like Jimmy Butler. I respect Eric Sprolster. I like the team they're building. But the Heat were the team that kept the Bulls from winning that NBA Finals the year Derrick Rose won the MVP. I love Dwayne Wade. But, hate the Heat. I'll cheer for them sometimes, because I like Jimmy Butler, which doesn't seem like I really hate them. But, for that little period of my childhood, I hated that team. I had real disdain for that team. The Milwaukee Bucks are another one. They're just boring. Milwaukee, it's just not, never done anything for me. I liked Brandon Jennings. I like Giannis. I like Corey Middleton. But I don't really hate a lot of teams in the NBA. That's the problem. I'm trying to come up with this top five thing. I don't really hate a lot of teams in the NBA, to be 100% honest with you. But I do hate the Pacers. I 100% hate the Pacers, and I hate the Cavs as well. Uh, I just don't like – I've never liked the Lakers. I don't hate them now. I mean, I could care less about the Lakers. I just never really liked them. I was a, My grandma, my great-nana, I should say, lived in Phoenix – I used to have Steve Nash books in my house. I still have them somewhere, I think. Steve Nash was one of my favorite players growing up. Before Derrick Rose, Steve Nash was who I wanted to be. And I loved the Suns. Hated the Spurs for a while because the Suns and them were pretty big rivals. And I hated the Lakers just because, I don't know. I didn't really, I, this might 
I don't really, uh, I didn't really care for Kobe when he was playing. I know I said it, I said it, I said it. I didn't really like Kobe when he played. I admire, I liked his game, but I just didn't like, I did not like the Lakers. I, I know that might be controversial, but I'm saying that I just want to preface that right now. I did not like the Lakers. So I'd probably throw the Lakers at five. Not because of LeBron right now. I know I said the Cavs, Heat, and Lakers, but none of those are really because of LeBron. I could care. LeBron is a great player. No disrespect towards LeBron whatsoever. But the hatred for those teams is not solely placed on LeBron. I would just like to preface that a tiny bit. I hate the Bulls a lot too. I could just say my number five least favorite team is my favorite team. Because they've hurt me at random times. The Bulls are finally starting to turn around a little bit with the front office. But... Man, I've hated them for a long, quite a bit in my lifetime. Chell, we talked about Chell for a little bit. Last week, we did the whole NHL preview. I think the NHL has a few teams. I could name a lot of teams the NHL I actually hate. But number one is the Detroit Red Wings. When the Red Wings and Blackhawks were in the same division, before the Red Wings dipped off into the Eastern Conference, that rivalry even it's just the mo- one of the most legendary, even not the most legendary rivalry in all of sports. Maybe not all of sports, but at least in hockey. Orig- two original six teams hate each other. There's a mutual hatred for those teams. There's always been a hatred for Detroit and Chicago teams. Go back to the Bulls and the Pistons battles in the 80s and 90s. The Red Wings, Blackhawks, all throughout their history. The Lions and Bears have never really liked each other. I don't know the same thing about their fans. I, I, I never had a lot of experience with Lions fans. I couldn't really tell you. I know Spencer don't really care about the Lions. <laughs> He's the biggest Bears fan I know. But, man, I hate the Red Wings. Red Wings suck. I hate them. The Blues and Wild are joint second. Hate those two teams with a burning passion. It didn't help my fuel my hatred having a roommate at William Penn that was one of the, this is the biggest Blues fan I've ever met. He had season, season tickets for, a, like, most of his life. That didn't help. Calm my hatred a little bit. I hate the St. Louis Blues. Nothing hurt me more than watching the St. Louis Blues hoist the Stanley Cup. That was like a disrespect to Lord Stanley. Watching them put their grubby little hands all over Lord Stanley. That hurt. The Wild, look, even your own city hates you. They left the first time. What makes you think they won't do it again? Your stupid green and yellow subway uniforms. I know they're the North Star colors, but at least change the logo. You look like I made those jerseys. If I wanted to make fun of the Wild, that's the colors I would throw on them. I like the North Star jerseys, the old ones, but not these, not these new ones. Okay, let's get these these stupid, nasty jerseys off. And also, another thing why I dislike. I mean, you could say this about the Stars too, but the Wild mostly. Mike Medano, frig off, dude. You think you're the greatest American hockey player of all time? Jeez, get out of here. I know you're more known for being a Dallas Stars person, but I know those losers up in Minnesota still like to claim and hold on that you're the greatest American hockey player of all time, which I'll I'll send that hatred towards the Stars as well because Patrick Kane has surpassed Mike Medano like two years ago. Okay, let's get into that now. Next one on here. I mean, we could the Nashville Predators. I know we did. I know we talked about the Stars, but the Nashville Predators. Good lord, I hate their uniforms. I hate their freaking team, just as a whole. 
nothing good to say, but Peke Arena could go shove one. Roman Yossi can shove one as well. James Neal, frig off. Like, I have never had anything good to say about the Nashville Predators. They friggin' swept the Blackhawks my first year at William Penn, so I had to sit through that with all my friends at William Penn turning on me. That was awesome, making fun of me because they got swept by the freaking Predators. Hate Nashville. Hate the Predators. Hate the Stars, too, for the same exact reasons as the Minnesota Wild. Friggin' Mike Badano. Freak off, dude. No, I have no... I don't want to say anything bad about Mike Badano. You could be the second greatest American hockey player of all time. It's more like Sam Darnold's situation, where I don't hate Sam Darnold. I just I dislike the truthers. Saying Mike Badano's better than Patrick Kane all time. Yeah, right. Pff, get out of here. But the Stars, I've... I don't really have any real hatred towards the Dallas Stars. I dislike the Stars. But they had the Iowa Stars here for a little bit. I went to a lot of Stars games when I was younger with Steven. And... Yeah, I don't really hate them. I dislike them, but I don't really hate them. I hate the Predators, though. When I was a kid, I hated the Coyotes. They were so cheap. Not just in the front office, but as, like, players, too. They were so cheap. Take dirty shots when they were the freaking Phoenix Coyotes. And then much like the Red Wings, when between their tail, t- took their tail between their legs and dipped off to another division because they were tired of getting beat down by the Blackhawks. That's what was happening. And that's the same thing the Detroit Red Wings did. And now the Red Wings are back. And they suck. Which is awesome. But the Blackhawks suck too. But their notes suck as bad as the Red Wings. Oh, jeez. Is there any more teams I hate in the NHL? Colorado. I like Nathan McKinnon, who just got put... uh, He's going to be out for... I think... I just saw he was listed day-to-day or something. Dislike the Avalanche. Goodness gracious. Dislike them. No real reason, just in the same division as the Blackhawks for years. They're a fun team. Landeskog, McKinnon, like, they got fun players, but nah, hate them. And then finally, the most random team in the NHL I hate is the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, I know a lot of people love the Vegas Golden Knights. They're that new kid on the block. We like the Vegas Golden Knights. If the Blackhawks don't win it, I want the Knights to, is what one of my friends told me when the Knights were first in the in the NHL. My old roommate from William Penn, Kevin Russler, is a Vegas Golden Knights fan. And he didn't just choose them randomly like some people did. He's actually from Nevada, so he has some claim to being a Vegas Golden Knights fan. I hate the Knights just for that reason. (laughs) He was one of the people. My freshman year at William Penn, Brett and I were like the only two hockey fans in our friend group at William Penn. He was the Blues fan. I was the Blackhawks fan. Watched the Blues-Blackhawks first game of the season freshman year. That sucked, if I remember correctly. But everybody turned on me when I was on. Kevin blasting the Blackhawks every chance again. Not really knowing anything about the NHL. Blasting the Blackhawks. Just the other day, he sends me some Instagram posts about the best teams in the NHL. Where's the Blackhawks on it? Yeah, I know most people don't have really any hatred towards the Vegas Golden Knights. I do. I made a bet with Kevin the first year the Knights were in existence that the Blackhawks, I didn't want to make the bet. I hate taking bets, especially on my teams because my teams always fail. Like, I put in the caption, don't write checks your team can't cash. And 
the bet was you had to wear a shirt, or in his case, a jersey, because he just had that one shirt, of the team and post on Instagram. And the other thing was he had to wear it the entire day. It was a freezing cold day in Oski. It was a very windy day. So I wore that stupid shirt over my sweatshirt everywhere I went. It was miserable. I had to wear that dumb shirt everywhere, and then I had to post the picture of me in it on Instagram. Hate the Knights. But easily, Red Wings, Blues, Wild, Predators, and then probably I'd put Vegas at number five, if I was being 100% honest. Even though I don't like the Avalanche, I don't like the Stars, don't like the Penguins, like the Bruins, uh, no, I don't like the Bruins either, but there are, that's a Boston and Bills thing more than a Buffalo, than a me NHL fan thing. But those are my top five least favorite NHL teams. We're going NFL. Now, so obviously being a Bills fan, my least favorite team is the New England Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, not far behind. And then the Chiefs, they're firmly in there as well. Not just because of this year, because of the reasons I stated before about being from Iowa and dealing with Chiefs fans my entire freaking life. That's the annoying part. And then if I had to choose number five, because... I think those top four are locked in. It doesn't help that the Chiefs just started getting good now. So then I had to deal with that even more than what I used to when they drafted Eric Fisher first overall. And I love the relationship between Chiefs fans and Eric Fisher. It's so funny. <laughs> My friend Brady, who's one of the biggest Chiefs fans, the biggest Chiefs fan I know, <laughs> when they drafted Eric Fisher, he's like, leave it to the Chiefs to be the worst team in the NFL and draft a tackle out of Central Michigan. That's how, I mean, Eric Fisher's had a fine career, nothing worthy of a number one overall pick, but a decent career nonetheless, though he'll miss the Super Bowl in a tourney Achilles. Prayers up to him. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd probably say it's a toss-up between, like, the Steelers, the Broncos, probably just Steelers and Broncos, and the Raiders. I hate those teams. Probably just those teams. My dad dislikes the Titans. I'm starting to dislike the Titans. Obviously, the Music City Miracle thing is the main reason why my dad hates them. But then Mike Vrabel, they're cheap players. Uh, I'd probably say the Steelers are number five, if I'm being 100% honest. That's more of a thing. This is a weird one. So, you know how I said we got Vikings, Bears, Packers, Chiefs. That's like the main cog of people in Iowa. There's a lot of Steelers fans in Iowa because of the black and gold connection between the Hawkeyes and the Steelers. Hawkeyes obviously stole the Steelers' uniforms. Hayden Fry famously saying, if you want to look play like winners, you got to look like winners. That was the whole thing. Look good, play good, you know. So there's a lot of Steelers fans in Iowa. A few of my good friends. My dad's brother, my uncle, is a Steelers fan in their side of the family as well. But, yeah, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, easily top three. I actually like the Jets because of the joy they brought me throughout my lifetime and the memories I have of watching the Bills-Jets games. Like, Mark Sanchez was awesome, obviously. Chad Pennington, Vinny Testaverde on the early Madden games that I had on my Windows 98 computer. It was Madden 03. It was the game. Marshall Falk was on the cover. Man. Obviously, now Sam Darnold, Adam Gase, Rex Ryan. Like, there's so many great memories of the New York Jets. The butt fumble. Granted, they went to two AFC Championship games, so there's nothing to sniff at there. But it's still funny with the New York Jets. The gift that keeps on giving, as I like to call them. <laughs> Love the Jets, even though I hate them at the same time. Now, if we're talking like soccer for the MLS, if specifically the MLS, if I had to go through 
all the stupid teams in the MLS. So I'm a Sporting Kansas City fan, as I have stated. I would say my least favorite teams in the MLS are Minnesota United. They're definitely up there. I despise FC Dallas for random reasons because they're like, if you're an Iowa fan, you'll understand this. It's like Northwestern versus Iowa. No matter how good or bad Northwestern is, they always make a game against Iowa. Always. No matter how good or bad Iowa is either. That's FC Dallas for Sporting Kansas City. They always beat Sporting in like very weird ways too. And it's always a very weirdly lopsided affair as well. It's very, very odd. I never under, I've never understood that. Houston Dynamo, hate them as well. Just the amount of orange they have in their freaking stadium, in their uniforms. I've just never liked them anyways. Like, I was a closet LA Galaxy fan when I was younger because I was a David Beckham fan growing up. I had a sick David Beckham-themed LA Galaxy jersey. It's everywhere that was a sponsor, the logo, everything. It said David Beckham 23 on it. It was one of my favorite jerseys ever. That Houston Dynamo and the LA Galaxy met in the MLS Cup Final a fair few times in my younger days. And I hate, they were one of the weird rivals with Sporting because at the time, Sporting was just smacked in the middle of the country with no real rivalries near them. Real Salt Lake is another one. They obviously met in the MLS Cup in 2013, Sporting winning that. Never liked our Real Salt Lake either. I have respect for Nick Romando and Kyle Beckerman, but other than that, their uniforms are disgusting. I have never enjoyed watching them. And they've always, I just, it makes, they, I don't like them. I don't like them. So those are my main ones. Minnesota, Real Salt Lake, FC Dallas, Houston. And if I had to come up with a final one, just looking through the teams, the fifth one's always hard because you don't want to be that hateful, but you gotta, you got to try and figure out who the other teams you despise are. And I'd probably throw in Colorado Rapids just because they've sucked like my entire life. I know in the early stages of the MLS, they were one of the better teams and one of the most historic franchise of the MLS, but I've never liked them, never cared for them. They have the same freaking color scheme as the Avalanche, and it's ugly as hell. But, yeah, and we're going Premier League, because I grew up watching Manchester United. Manchester United won 9 nothing today. Watched that at work. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> Did not expect that at all when I, when I was ready to watch that game today. 9 nothing. Southampton got beat 9 nothing by Leicester last year. And you have two nine eight. You've lost eighteen to nothing in two years. That's ridiculous. That is crazy. But Manchester United, when I was growing up, it was Rooney, Tevez, Ronaldo. They were the only soccer team on TV. I didn't have cable television growing up, so when they were on Fox, it was usually the channel they were on. I would just sit down and watch them. Wayne Rooney is one of my favorite players of all time. I love Manchester United. Them and Sporting are my two favorite. Soccer team. I got an MLS team so I can keep more local and go to games. But the team I've watched my entire life was Manchester United. I didn't watch sporting until I joined JUSC and they were partnered with sporting. That was when I started watching sporting Kansas City. So that was more of a, a club tie. My team I played for was sponsored and was a partner with sporting Kansas City. So I cheered for them. With Manchester United, that was just a, I, they were on, loved watching them, still love watching them. And I hate Liverpool and hate Man City. Those are the easy ones. Hate Arsenal because Arsenal was a very good team when I was growing up. Now they're kind of average. Much like Manchester United. But Manchester United now, as opposed to the last, what, six, seven years, 
are now actually challenging for things. That's crazy to me. But Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester City go without saying anything. Arsenal, I mean, other than giving Manchester United Robin Van Persie, they were always one of the bigger rivals and one of the games you would always see on TV. I remember seeing the 8-2 game between Arsenal and Manchester United. Like, I hate Arsenal. hate Chelsea as well, just a big team. I hate them as well. I love Christian Pulisic. That's the only reason I'll ever turn on Chelsea is because of Christian Pulisic. But I hate, I wish he would go somewhere else because I despise watching him on that team. And if I had to choose another one, again, the fifth one, it's the hard one. Fifth is hard. If I had to choose one more Premier League team, because this ain't updated. Oh, the, okay. This, they're not in the Premier League now, but I hated Sunderland. We had a soccer team. We had a team on JUSC that was called Sunderland. So my team was Leeds United. I know Manchester United fans are supposed to hate Leeds United, but when I was growing up, Leeds was nowhere near the Premier League. They were out of the Premier League since, what, 2000? Around that. So I never really had a real rivalry with Leeds as much as a normal Manchester United fan who grew up in Manchester or lived Manchester United. So I don't really hate Leeds. I hate Sunderland, though. The team above us, I just don't know. I don't really know why. I just never Adam Johnson, one of the main reasons why. <laughs> man, former Man City player as well. I just never liked Sunderland. If I had to choose the time where Darby between Newcastle and Sunderland, easily Newcastle United. Easily. But I should hate Leeds more than what I do. But they just never played Manchester United when I was younger. That's the first time they played them consistently and were in the same league in most of my lifetime. That's ridiculous to think about. But yeah, that's my least favorite teams in all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and soccer. Do we have a do I go over college football? I don't really hate a ton of teams in college football. I hate I I, I shouldn't say. I hate Nebraska. I hate that's really the only team I truly despise. Like I will never cheer for Nebraska. I can appreciate Iowa State being good. I will never have anything positive to say about Nebraska. Never in a million years. They're the only team I will never say anything positive about. Ever. We had Nebraska watch a few years ago trying to figure out whenever they'd get their actual first win of the season. And I asked the question, do they storm the field if they beat Bethune-Cookman? Like, I hate Nebraska. Always have. Always will. And every Iowan, can, they can hate Iowa. They can hate Iowa State. The one thing that all Iowans can agree on is the fact that we all hate Nebraska. That's what everybody does. We hate Nebraska. So that's all my hatred for teams. That was a long segment. Did not even think I was going to do that until I started doing it. That's kind of the whole thing that goes on with the Logan Blackman show. We don't really know what we're doing until we've already done it. And then you're like, wow, 40 minutes later, this is crazy. I can't believe we actually just sat here and named all that. So I have to pray to the Lord Jesus that... I'll be saved because that's a lot of hatred in my heart. I don't really hate a lot of players. I don't, I don't, I mean, I hate Tom Brady, but I respect Tom Brady. So that's like the weird, uh, what do you, what do they call that? The duality of Tom Brady for Logan. You hate him, but you respect him. Like it's that weird situation there. But yeah, I hate these teams and I shouldn't, you shouldn't hate anything. Hatred's bad. It's unhealthy. 
But that being said, I hate these teams. So if these teams are somehow listening to this, suck it. And that kind of reminds me of something that we did on Monday. Okay, We kind of hated on Baker Mayfield a little bit. We hated on him. So let's just keep – this is like the player haters ball from Dave Chappelle. Where hate, 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 hate. And I'm the biggest hater. So we hated on Baker last week, or on last week, a couple days ago. Should we just do it again, but not on Baker? Let's just hate on some other people in the NFL. Maybe not all the players in the NFL, but hate on some of them. Just quarterback specifically, because that's all we talk about on the show. When we talk about football and we talk about position analysis, it's talk about quarterbacks because I used to play quarterback and know the position fairly well. I know this is random, but I just thought about this. Mock Draft 1.0, the first official Mock Draft. I know we did the top 18 a few weeks ago when the playoff teams were announced and we only knew the top 18 where they were picking. This is the full Mock Draft, all 32 teams. So this is official Mock Draft 1.0. Even though this is technically the second Mock Draft we are doing, this is the official Mock Draft 1.0, okay? Just wanted to bring that up real quick. So I was thinking about quarterbacks and the quarterbacks that could go in the draft. So there's going to be some big names. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Kyle Trask. None of those guys played in the Senior Bowl. So we were treated to a pretty, not very fun quarterback matchups for the Senior Bowl. I, I don't know what the viewership was like for the Senior Bowl, but as opposed to other years, I would assume it would be lower just because people want to watch the quarterbacks. That's how it always is. No disrespect to Felipe Franks. Ian Book, Sam Ellinger. I can't remember who all their quarterbacks played in that game, but no disrespect, disrespect to those guys, but you want to watch Trask and Jones, but neither one of them played. But let's look at the NFL, all 32 NFL teams, and go through which teams have their franchise guy and which ones don't. So this is a little hate or not, hate or naw, I don't know. It's a new segment. Let's see how this one works. Starting off with the AFC East, just because it's how ESPN has it up. We're not going north, south, east, west like we usually do. So we're going east, north, south, west, which sounds weird and stupid, but we're doing it anyways. So let's get right into it. The Bills got their franchise guy, and this is just a simple yes or no. If you have to think about it, that means it's a no. It should be, it should be unequivocal. You should have no faltering opinions on whether this guy's a franchise guy or not. Bill's got their franchise guy. Now, we'll explain if there are not. We'll explain why. Maybe not yet or need to see more. But the Bills got their franchise guy. Josh Allen, franchise guy. You're going to get a big-time extension this offseason. Franchise guy. Dolphins. As of right now, not. I like Tua. He had a normal rookie year. But when you look at the other quarterbacks drafted with him, and Tua, uh, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, and here are the quarterbacks they were linked to, Deshaun Watson, if you got your franchise guy... You're not worried about that situation. You're not worried about if the Dolphins will trade for Deshaun Watson, which I think they should. I think that trade makes a ton more sense than him going to New York with the Jets, but apparently that's the team he wants to go to the most. If I'm Deshaun, I'm going. I'm taking my butt to Miami. But, hey, if you like Robert Sala, you like Mike, Mike LaFleur, you like the cap situation, then go to the Jets. Fair, whatever. But I would go to Miami. But... You don't think about those things if you have a franchise guy. Again, now there's only like seven, eight teams that are not thinking about Deshaun Watson. 
or they should shouldn't be thinking about Deshaun Watson. The rest of the teams, the rest of the 24 should be thinking or 23 or whatever because the Texans don't count. Should be thinking about their starting quarterback and see if Deshaun would be an upgrade and how they could possibly get him. If you're comparing your quarterback to others and possibly thinking about trades, you don't have your guy. Patriots, no, don't need to think about that one too long. The Jets, I like Sam, but I think it's time for him to move on. Now, if the Jets want to surround him with some better pieces, maybe they do. But I think Sam needs to leave the Jets, okay? So I'm going to say no, but I'm not ruling it out because I think Sam still has something in him. But from what I've seen of him in New York, I don't think it's going to come out with the Jets, okay? Ravens, yes. Lamar, I know he's questionable throwing the ball. He's the only quarterback ever to rush for 1,000 yards, and he did it twice. He missed two games this season as well. Lamar is awesome. I know his throwing's questionable at times, but they don't have a good receiving core. They have the most boring play calls of all time. They're not very creative with what they do. The reason it worked the first year as well as it did is because no one's seen it before. When you don't change up anything from the season prior, it gets a little predictable on what your plays are going to be, especially when you're running the same formation, same motion, same everything, and having Willie Sneed. Though I love Willie Sneed I love Van, former quarterback of William Penn with the high school with Willie Sneed. You're going to struggle throwing the ball a little bit. You need to get some better running. I hope DJ DK Dobbins can be that number one running back the Ravens need because Gus Edwards played a lot in that Bills-Ravens playoff game. Played a lot down the stretch for the Ravens. Started the game for the Ravens. So, though they are a good team, they definitely need some upgrades at the wide receiver spot. And they need Ronnie Stanley back. That's going to be another big thing. He got hurt the beginning of the season. That's going to be a big need at left tackle because DJ Fluker had to start at right tackle. That's bad. Bengals, yes. Browns. See, this is the thing I just said. If you have to think about it, then it's a no. But I'm thinking about it, and I'm, I'm kind of stuck right in the middle. So I'm going to say no because there is not anything that he does, Baker, that any other quarterback couldn't do. I don't think that if you put... Sam Darnold in that situation and flip them situations, I think that Sam would be doing as good, if not better, because he has more talent in him than Baker IMO. Okay? Baker, the Browns are a run-first team. If you look at all the best teams in the NFL, like their best quarterbacks in the NFL, they're not run-first teams. You look at the Bills, not a run-first team. You look at the freaking Chiefs, not run first team. Like all the best quarterbacks in the NFL are not a part of one are a part of rush first teams unless you're the quarterback that's rushing the ball like Lamar Jackson. Then there's exceptions to the rule. But I Baker's not that athletic. And the strongest arm, he's pretty accurate. I know he broke the the curse, but he has the be- one of the best old lines in football and the one of the best rushing attacks in football. Having a rushing attack makes things a lot easier in the passing game. Just simple. It always has. Look how good Blake Bortles was in Leonard Fournette's first year. They went to the freaking AFC Championship game. I know it was mostly off the back of their defense, but still, 
A good running game opens up holes. Whether you're doing play action or not, keeps the defense honest in the passing game. Steelers, no. Big Ben's done. He needs to retire sometime soon. Texans, if they keep Deshaun, definitely yes. If not, no. Colts, no, because the only quarterback on their roster is Jacob Eason. Uh, Jaguars, no. Not me, it's not right now. Trevor Lawrence will be there, and he will be a yes. Tannehill, or Titans, Tannehill, yes. The difference is between Baker and Tannehill, Tannehill's bigger, Tannehill's got a better arm, Tannehill's way more athletic, so I would take Tannehill over Baker Mayfield if I'm doing that. And I know Tannehill's game is pretty much predicated on how well they run the ball. I know his numbers out with play action and without play action are both good, but again, rushing attack, whether you're doing play action or not, opens up passing holes, makes it easier to get these things, fit the footballs in there. But I would take Tannehill over Baker Mayfield. Uh, Broncos, as we stand right now, no. I don't know what Drew Locke is. He had that good stretch two years ago and then was really inconsistent last year. I think the Broncos will try to salvage him a little bit, but I don't know if he's their franchise guy. Chiefs, yes, obviously. Raiders, where there's smoke, there's I'm a firm believer in where there's smoke, there's fire. And I heard there was another rumor of Derek Carr possibly getting traded again. And ever since Gruden there, he has been involved in some sort of rumor ever since he's been there. Carr has been linked with moves away from Vegas or Oakland ever since John Gruden's been there. But I think John Gruden does like him, from what I can tell. But I do think there might be a little part of him that likes Mariota more. I know that's weird to think about, but I think that might be true that he likes Mariota maybe a tiny bit more than Derek Carr. Okay? So because of how many questions there are, probably a no. Because how many questions there are about Derek Carr... It's ridiculous. Dude's a good quarterback. He's not an amazing quarterback. But he's a top half quarterback. I mean, he's not this. He's not bad enough to get linked with this many moves away from Vegas or Oakland or wherever. Chargers, yes. Herbert, of course, yes. Moving on to the NFC East, Dallas. They should in Dak, but they keep pitter pattering around that whole situation. Giants, don't know. Daniel Jones got some great athleticism in there. Uh, really inconsistent throwing the ball, fumbles the ball way too much. He's like a freaking turnover machine. I wouldn't want him as my franchise quarterback. I'll just put it like that. Eagles, I think if they fix him, yes, because I think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. You saw him single-handedly carry the Eagles to the playoffs two years ago, and then all of a sudden he just regressed immensely. Good Lord. And led the league in interceptions. So... I've seen freaking MVP Carson Wentz and the worst quarterback in the NFL, Carson Wentz. Like, I think there's still something in there. I think, hopefully, for the Eagles fans' sake, uh, Sirianni can salvage something from him because we talked about the Frank Wright connection. But I don't know. The the pregame press, the pre, the introductory press conference or whatever was not something that breeds confidence, you know, in a fan base. Washington, no, don't even know their quarterback is. Bears, no. Lions, uh, it, from what I've heard, Brad Holmes, who was the scouting director for the Rams when they got, drafted Goff, or at least involved in scouting with the Rams when they drafted Goff, and Dan Campbell wanted Jared Goff. So for Lions, I would say yes. For those two, 
I think Jared Goff can make a lot of really, really good throws all across the field, but he can also be a turnover machine. So actually, I'm going to say no. Because unless he can turn it around, but the Lions have no receivers, so I don't know what they're going to do with him this year. They're going to draft someone. I don't think Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay come back. One or none are coming back to Detroit next year. Packers, yes, the guy Aaron Rodgers. Vikings, Kirk Cousins, top half quarterback. Similar situation to that of Derek Carr, where though he's not linked with the moves away, he gets a lot of hate for being a good quarterback. He's just not a great quarterback, if you know what I mean. So proud, I would. He's not worth the money he's given. Okay, let's just say that. I think he's a good quarterback. I'll say yes. I like Kirk Cousins. Might might be controversial, but I heard he was linked with a move to the 49ers, which was just weird. I don't know. That was a weird situation. But Falcons, yes, I like Matt Ryan a lot. Uh, I don't think they'll draft a quarterback this year. He's 36. Aaron Rodgers last year, the Packers drafted the quarterback. He went on to have an MVP season. Look how well drafting a quarterback worked out for him. Now they're just going to be sitting on that pick and hope that works out. I don't think the Falcons do that. I think they go after some other position to help make their team a little bit better than what it is right now. Time will tell on that. Panthers, no. Saints, no. Buccaneers, they're in the Super Bowl in Tom Brady's first year, yes. Cardinals, yes. Rams, yes. Niners, no. I think they'll get somebody this offseason. I think Jimmy G will still be the starter, but I think he gets traded next season. I think they draft somebody. Maybe that's a hint to Mock Draft 1.0, which will be released on Monday. And Seattle Seahawks, yes. So out of all the teams in the NFL, starting at the top, we said one, two, three. Uh, we'll count that as a like a half one because the Houston Texans, we don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to be there or not. Uh, so we'll count it as three for now because he's still technically there. Four with Jacksonville. Five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, maybe 17. So about half the teams in the NFL have a franchise guy that I would say. Like I would want to, I would want to start my franchise with right now. I would say about half. Maybe a little under half. Maybe I was being too generous with like the Titans and the Raiders and stuff like that. But I don't even... Raiders, I'll say no. I'll say no with the Raiders. So, about 15. I think that's what I get. Titans are still questionable with that as well. Same with the Vikings. But at every other team I would start my franchise with. The franchise guy, would you start your franchise with this guy? That is a franchise guy. And about half the league, I guess. Maybe a little less than half the league has their franchise guy. The rest of them could either upgrade or... They're just going to stick it out with what they got. You can go with an upgrade, or they'll stick with, like, the Browns could probably upgrade on Baker, but they'll stick with what they got. Baker's a good quarterback. Like, there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Like, Baker's a good quarterback. Um, well, Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Jimmy G is a good quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. Like, could you make upgrades? Yeah. But are you... Can you still win games with this guy? Yeah. So I don't know. A lot of time will tell on those whole situations what the quarterback situation looks like towards the end of the season. Towards once we get closer to the NFL season. Now again, I think Deshaun Watson, speaking on that situation, he should go to Miami. But if he wants to go to the Jets, 
fair play to him. But Miami, I think, is set up more to win now than the New York Jets. I think that's pretty plain to see. And if I'm Sam Darnold, I want to go to Indy, work with Frank Reich, get your career back on track. I think that's the best-case scenario for Sam Darnold is to go to Indy, Indianapolis, whether quarterbacks could possibly be on the move. I think Tua should just stay in Miami. For his, If they trade for Deshaun, then he's going to go to Houston, but I think that would be bad. I think he, if they get Devontae or get some help for him, get help him build that roster because he just had a normal rookie year. Okay, ups and downs. I know Herbert and Burrow played awesome this year as rookies, but give it time. He's similar to that of Baker. Maybe he's a little limited. I think he's more athletic than Baker. I like his personality a little bit more, but see how that works out. Hold on a little bit because the Jets, they've three years with Sam Darnold. It didn't work. Let's just move on. Okay? Makes sense. And Carson Wentz stays in uh, Philly. I don't think he gets traded. I don't think Matt Ryan gets traded. I don't think Jimmy G gets traded for right now. Again, I think Jimmy G will get traded next offseason. But, again, time will tell. So, yeah, that's what I've got for you today. On Friday, we'll go through Super Bowl preview. We'll go through NFL honors and stuff like that. Because NFL honors is this Saturday, with the Super Bowl being on Sunday. So make sure you tune into the Super Bowl. Make sure you wait for Friday's show and wait for Monday because we got Mock Draft 1.0 coming out, baby, and it's going to be exciting. So let's go. I'm excited. So with that being said, that's all I've got for you today. This is Logan Blackman. I will see you later. Peace.